0: Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime. With Elena and Kaylin. I always forget to say our names, (laughs) so sometimes we're just two anonymous people talking to you. Sometimes you feel like you know us.
1: Yeah. I mean, most of you probably know us. That's true. Let's be honest. But...
0: Or at least one of us.
1: Yeah. So... Still on New Mexico. I've been looking forward to this for
0: way too long. I do have to tell our listeners, like, from the moment you asked me to do this with you, and by the way, this is Kaylin's baby. She's the genius behind everything that happens. I just talk and mess things up. <laughs> um, but from the get-go, I know you started talking about this New Mexico case and how excited you were about it. And well, what so I've f- been looking forward when to When I
1: found this case, I was at work. I had started a podcast, and I know no idea. It was a podcast I don't normally listen to, and it started talking about this case, and then it said where it was located at, and they said Elephant Butte, New Mexico, which to most people means absolutely nothing, because Elephant Butte is like a tiny speck on a map. As soon as I heard it, I stopped, and I quit listening, and... I started doing my own research into it and a lot of the research I initially did was at work and I'm talking to my supervisor I'm like what is happening here (laughs) like how did this
0: like I really love that you were able to just tell your supervisor hey I'm researching this crazy (laughs) murder are you yeah let's talk about that well So. so luckily she
1: when I'm at work I, a lot of the times, will be listening to other true crime podcasts. So she'll walk in and she'll hear something weird and she's like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> Just listening to this. So she had a little bit of forewarning. So Elephant Butte, New Mexico, is this tiny little dot on the map. It is about seven miles out of Truth or Consequences, okay. New Mexico, which... which- I've always loved that name so much. Do you know how that name came to be? I do not. It was not originally the name of the town. There was, I don't, I didn't do a ton of research into it, but there was a radio contest. Mm. And it, whoever like did the radio contest got to change their town name and, or if they changed their town name to this, they won something. So this small town changed its name to Truth or Consequences. And a lot of people don't call it truth or consequences. I, until this case, didn't know that that was a thing. Okay. Because anytime my family had ever talked about it, it was always T or C.
0: Oh, all right.
1: So my family's always talked about T or C New Mexico because my grandparents managed a business type there. Mm -hmm. So we spent many a summer. In Truth or Consequences, which I also called... To us, it was Elephant Butte. Okay. To you, it's Uh. very much the same as like Meridian, Nampa, Boise areas. Okay. How they are so close together. Right. And the only difference is those are bigger cities. These are just tiny towns that take you five minutes to drive from one to the other. Okay. So we spent many a summer there. And when I first listened to it, I immediately, I text my grandmother. I was like, Nana were we here in 99? She didn't respond. I texted my papa. I was like, were we in Elephant Butte in 99? No response. So I texted my parents, my grandparents, everyone. And we finally discovered that we were in TRC at this time. So we were in TRC at this time. Okay. Kind of. We spent (laughs) most summers there. Usually we weren't there any time other than the summer. And then I got fairly upset with my family for not telling me about it sooner. Because they know my passion for true crime things. And nobody told me about this. We later found out that I, at one point, was in his front yard. After everything had happened, my grandparents decided to take us there. To, like, show my parents, like, where everything had happened.
0: Okay. But you didn't know. Well, of course you were a baby. I mean, how old were you? At I 99. was five. <laughs> <laughs> baby so, baby so you had no idea according why I also, you were there I
1: don't know how true this is I try to put a lot of truth in what my family tells me but I may have also met our perpetrator at one point Ooh. in a gas station with my grandpa yeah of Yikes. course didn't know that until later so how old did
0: your grandparents know this person
1: oh I don't think they knew him okay. I think at one point it was just we passed paths okay. and especially in the south
0: it's all hey how are you and then you kind of chit chat Well, New Mexico it, isn't really the south. I mean, it's <laughs> it's the southwest, it's which the isn't same. really the south. It's so. the same okay. thing. Okay. All
1: right. David Parker Ray, he's known as the toy box killer, which sounds fun until you get more into it. He was born November 6th, 1939. In New Mexico. He is the oldest of two children. He has a sister named Peggy. Uh, His father was a very abusive alcoholic. And his mother really isn't mentioned a whole lot. But we do know that he and his sister were raised by his maternal grandparents. Okay, so. They lived on a farm. Until his grandmother died, everything was kind of okay. Okay, His grandfather was also very strict, a little abusive, but not as much as his abusive alcoholic father. His father would come around every so often, just kind of like pop in, say hi, take off. On his visits, he would bring young David porn magazines. Oh my God. Which is already bonkers. Right. But once you get into the type of porn magazines that these were... It gets even worse. Oh, no. He would bring him sadomasochistic porn
0: magazines. Okay. So dad obviously had many issues as well. Yes.
1: So. so during his teen years, he was very shy. He was awkward. He did a lot of drugs. He drank a lot. And he ended up surprisingly graduating high school. He wasn't very book smart, but he was very Sad. Street smart. Kind Had of. a lot of common sense he maybe. He was a very good mechanic. Okay. He was very good at building things. I when I first I was talking to someone I knew about the case and I mistakenly used the phrase he was very good with his hands uh-huh. which sounds dirty and creepy especially <laughs> once you get further into the
0: case. Right. So I try not to use that term. <laughs> well because generally that is not a creepy horrible exactly. term. Exactly. We use that for all kinds of jobs. So. Yeah,
1: so after high school he joined the army. He ended up being honorably discharged. So everything was good there. Mm-hmm. He after his time in the army he became a mechanic, which makes sense because right. of how good he was. He was very good at building things and, and is that what he did in the army, do you know or I, I believe yes. Okay. After he was a mechanic he ended up working as a forest ranger for the Elephant Butte National Park. Okay. This it was his job when he got arrested for his crimes. So he was married and divorced four times, and he had two children. One of them we will learn a little more about later. One of them is almost never talked about at all. There's almost no record of the second child. Can
0: can you imagine being from... The child of somebody like this you would want to just disappear
1: well so from the bits that I've read about this mysterious other child some say it was a son some say it was a daughter oh wow so there we know almost nothing Nothing. about this child we do know that or we are told in some sources that police tracked this other child down to ask questions and they said I didn't really know my dad even if I did, he is my father, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus. Okay. Which to me is crazy. Yeah. But you didn't if you didn't grow up with your dad and you don't really know anything about it, you don't know how true these crimes are. I kinda get both sides of it, but it's still
0: very strange. I don't. To me. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Like if I guess if you didn't have the first hand knowledge, that's one thing. So yeah, I get okay. I'm not gonna say anything else. Just keep going.
1: Most of his ex-wives did say that they divorced due to his depraved sexual record that he had. So he did divorce from all four wives. We will learn about his daughter that we do know of. Her name is Jessie Ray. We'll, we'll talk okay. about her later. We're going to jump to March 19th, 1999. It's the morning and we are with Cynthia Hill. She is a prostitute, which we've talked about the whole prostitution yes. thing in recent episodes. But she's a prostitute in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And she went out to go get breakfast one morning. She said it was about 11 o'clock. And she was approached by who she called an acquaintance. Once you get more of the story, I'm pretty sure it was a pimp. Okay. But he told her that there was a man in an RV around the corner asking for her. So she decided, why not? Right. So she goes to this RV, gets in the front... And he's in the he's in the driver's seat. She gets in the passenger seat and they're discussing a date. They discussed their date. They decided on their terms and their cost and things like that. And they decide to move to the couch in the back of the RV. Well, when they get there, he quickly changes his tone and he goes from someone who she in her own words said that he seemed like one of the nicest people. She truly didn't think he would be able to even hurt a fly. Mm-hmm. But his tone quickly changed. He flashed a badge, told her he was a cop and that she was under arrest for a solicitation. And he managed to get one cuff on her and she, very quick, smart thinker, she's like, I know the cops here. Right. I know you're not a cop. So she struggles with him. Good. And he, managed, he doesn't manage to get a second handcuff on her then. While this struggle is happening, A woman comes out of one of the back rooms in the RV holding a cattle prod. Oh, my God. Yes. So he has an accomplice. Yes. This accomplice is his girlfriend. Her name is Cynthia Hendy. She goes by Cindy. So when I talk about her, since we have two Cynthias right now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call her Cindy Hendy. We're (laughs) to, Which I... I have Just said this, it rhymes and that's I've awesome. I've said this before and I will say it again. I hate her name so much. <laughs> it drives me crazy. So Cindy Hindi comes out of the back room holding a cattle prod. They manage to get enough out of her to be able to handcuff her. Okay. They end up cuffing her to a drawer handle in the RV. Okay. So she's sitting on the floor. Which to me, this is a very strange place to handcuff someone. Yeah. Granted, in an R V there's
0: not really much place to like connect somebody to. Probably fast. They just want to get her subdued, sort of a thing.
1: So they get her connected to this drawer handle and they start driving. He
0: Again, never a good sign. Don't let them take you anywhere else. Nope.
1: That's never good. So they start driving away. She has no
0: idea where she's going.
1: And she has no idea like what direction they're headed. She nothing. Well, she, like our Florida case and her escape, this woman, Cynthia V. Hill, genius. Very smart. She thought this through very well. She sat there planning her escape. So she is fidgeting with her restraints. And I don't know if you know anything about this. I've learned this when I was a child. The screws on the back of a handle of any sort of drawer are the easiest thing to unscrew. Right, yes. So she manages to do enough fidgeting to get her restraints loose. Good for her. So she also, again, genius, decides, I'm not gonna let them know that I am unrestrained. I to sit here until we get slowed down enough that I can bolt out right. the door.
0: Again, very, very smart.
1: Very smart. Which probably would have worked had they not, for some unmentionable reason, had to slam on their brakes, oh, which sent her rolling fully. to the front of the yard. So they immediately pull over and they, so they pull over and they both get up and they're kind of beating the shit out of her. You've got Cindy Hindi who's pulling her hair and kicking her. And then she starts driving again. Cindy Hindi starts driving while David Parker Ray starts restraining her. He handcuffs her again. He shackles her ankles. He puts duct tape over her mouth. And then they pull over once more to swap places. Okay. So now instead of Cindy Hindi sitting in the front seat where she was, she's back with a knife to Cynthia. Keeping her restrained.
0: You know, and we talked about this, too, with my my South Dakota case where he also had an accomplice, right, in one of his his rape murders. How the hell do people like this... Find each other. Not only find each other, but how do you ever figure this out? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing that just blows my mind that at what point in the conversation, you're like, hey, you cool with uh, kidnapping and raping and murdering? You want to go do that? Like... Uh-huh. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's insane to me, but sorry. It's insane. Going. So, well, they tell her, we're just
1: going to rape you and let you go. Of course. That's what they claim. So, they eventually stop at a gas station, get cigarettes and alcohol, back on the road. While they're in the gas station, they force her to strip naked. After they strip her naked, they put a black leather mask over her face. It had a zipper over the mouth and had no holes for the eyes or nose. They continue driving. They end up taking the victim 146 miles south to Elephant Butte, New Mexico. They walk her right in the front door. Mind you, Elephant Butte, New Mexico, your neighbors are very far apart.
0: Okay, so this is an isolated.
1: A very isolated place. So they walk her right in the front door and they put her on a bed in their den They tie her arms and her legs to each corner of the bed. They put a metal collar on her. A lot of places that I read this, they said a dog collar. This was not a dog collar. This was a big metal collar that stayed connected with a padlock.
0: So these are the sorts of things that people who have sexual fetishes it sounds like you know that you buy in stores and you see quentin tarantino movies and i don't know if
1: i would call this collar something that you would get from like a sexual fetish to me this is like a torture collar device yes so it's locked together with a padlock and then also connected to that collar is a five to six foot chain metal chain that he will padlock to the wall as well So David Parker Ray and Cindy Hindi went to leave her alone, chained to the wall and to the bed. And as he's walking out the door, there's a cassette player next to it. And he presses play. And she is forced to sit there and listen to about a 10-minute tape of him telling her everything he plans to do to her. Oh, God. So So I... Have the transcript, which is 10 pages.
0: Oh, my God. So this isn't just physical torture. He's mental, emotional. I mean, if you can torture a person, he's going to find a way and do that.
1: Yes. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it does get very graphic and very vulgar. I went through the 10 pages of the transcript (laughs) and I highlighted what I felt was necessary. Just to get the full idea of how bad this was. Okay.
0: So, so you're going to paraphrase a little bit, kind here of, yeah. And clean it up. This is yeah. the PG-13 ish version of the NC-17. Okay. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe rated R. I don't maybe know.
1: maybe a yeah. little bits and pieces. So this transcript that I have starts out. This is not what he says. This is just for anybody who finds this transcript. It says warning: extremely graphic slash sexual content if you're offended by deviant sex acts or practices sexual slang or violence please do not read the following transcript i of course read the whole thing multiple times and this
0: plays in a little bit too to what we talked about with what people on juries have to go through yeah. and listen to and deal with sometimes and
1: strangely you cannot find this actual recording i did find a piece that maybe
0: had the first couple of sentences i'm actually not surprised because i I can't imagine that they would release that do you know what i'm saying once the transcript is entered into as Mm -hmm. you know illegal document i don't you wouldn't want people getting their hands on that i
1: did read somewhere that they gave the original tape to one of the victim's families but i don't believe that to be true because that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make
0: sense either to me i
1: did read that somewhere but that doesn't make any sense Uh -uh. to me so i don't put much okay thought into that so it starts out and it says hello there bitch Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrist and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You're disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a while at least, you'll need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you've been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created on July 23rd, 1993.
0: Oh, my God. So
1: this is six years before Cynthia V. Hill has been kidnapped. So
0: she is not the first. No, no,
1: absolutely not. July 23rd, 1993, as a general advisory tape for future female captives, the information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. Now, you're obviously here against your will, totally helpless, don't know where you're at, don't know what's going to happen to you, you're very scared, or very pissed off, I'm sure you've already tried to get your wrist or ankles loose, and know that you can't. Now, you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. Basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and, and use as a sex slave sound kind of far out well i suppose it is to the uninitiated but we do it all the time you've been taken by force and you're going to be kept and used by force what yeah. all this amounts to is you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal to be used and abused time in any way that we want you might as well start getting used to it because you're going to be kept here and used until such time as we get tired of fucking around with you oh my
0: god so here's the other thing. So not only has he been doing this for six years, so has Cindy Hindi. Wrong. Oh. Hang on. So a <laughs> wow. couple of
1: sentences later, he says, my lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years.
0: Now. So he had more than one accomplice?
1: Yes. So this was made in 93. He is, says that they've been keeping sex slaves for years. Now, here's the catch. He and Cindy Hindi have only known each other for
0: eight Months. Oh. Okay, even crazier, <laughs> how do you know somebody for eight months and you're at this pool? Oh, God. And there's more. Yes. How many more?
1: At, do well, we know? We do know, including Cindy Hindi, there were three. Not all women. He did have one male accomplice and two women accomplices.
0: The silence you hear is my jaw on the floor. <laughs> I, I'm just... Okay, I'm done.
1: Then it continues. We are very selective when we snatch a girl to use for these purposes. It goes without saying that you have a fine body and you're probably young, maybe very young. Because Uh. our purposes, we prefer to snatch girls in the early to mid-teens, sexually developed but still small-bodied, scared shitless, easy to handle... Easy to train. And then he continues talking for a while and says, We very seldom come back empty handed because there are plenty of bitches out there to choose from. You're going to be kept in a hidden slave room. It is relatively soundproof, escape proof, and it is completely stocked with devices and equipment to satisfy our sexual fetishes and deviations. There may or may not be another girl in the room. Occasionally, for variety, We like to keep two slaves at the same time. And then he talks for a little bit and says, I don't give a flying fuck about your mind or how you feel about the situation. You may be married, have a kid or two, boyfriend, girlfriend, a car, a job. Fuck it. I don't give a rat's ass about any of that. And I don't want to hear about it. It's something you're going to have to deal with when you're turned
0: loose. Oh, my God. So they're still making them think that at some point. He is called the toy box killer.
1: But he is, to this day, only a quote-unquote alleged serial killer. Okay. So all of the victims that we for sure know about are alive oh. or were found alive. Okay. The rest of them, they've never found a body for.
0: So either there's women out there who've never come forward Or they're dead. Yes. But we don't know what happened to them. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: We're going to stick with that for now. Okay.
0: I'm going to pretend that they're just out there too traumatized to talk because... He
1: says, here your status is no more than one of the dogs or one of the animals out in the barn. Your only value to us is the fact that you have an attractive, usable body. And like the rest of our animals, you will be fed and watered, kept in good physical condition and kept reasonably clean and allowed to use the toilet when necessary. He talks about the more about the way he will rape and torture them. He says, if you're a young teeny bopper and ignorant about fetishes and deviations, you're about to get an enlightening crash course in sex Mm. we take four or five different girls each year depending on our urges and sometimes accidental encounters basically i guess we're like predators we're always looking anytime an opportunity like that presents itself and it's not too risky we'll grab her even if we've already got a captive in the playroom variety is definitely the spice of life Now, I'm sure that you're a great little piece of ass and you're going to be a lot of fun to play with, but I will get tired of you eventually. If I killed every bitch we kidnapped, there'd be bodies strung all over the country. And besides, I don't like killing a girl unless I absolutely have to. So I've devised a safe alternate method of disposal. I had plenty of bitches to practice on over the years. I've pretty well got it down pat and I enjoy doing it. I get off on mind games. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy with a combination of sodium penthanol and phenobarbital. They are both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to be kept drugged for a couple of days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place, us, or what happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you will have been bathed and both holes between your legs will have been thoroughly flushed out. You will be dressed, sedated, and turned loose on some country road. And then he continues with more vulgar and very descriptive things
0: pretty horrific i'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. And he goes in the hidden playroom where you're going to be kept has steel walls, floor and ceiling. It is virtually soundproof and has a steel door with two keyed locks. The hinges are welded on and there are heavy-duty deadbolts on the outside. The room is totally escape-proof even with tools.
0: So he likes to brag about this is a weird flex. <laughs> I mean that he's just like this is what i've done. Yes.
1: Anytime that you are left unattended in the playroom, your wrists will be chained, and there are electronic sensors to uh, let us know if you move around too much. And if that's not enough, there's a closed-circuit TV system with a surveillance camera. It is wired to the main TV in our living room so we can check on you once in a while or just sit and watch you for the fun of it. Electronics are a wonderful thing.
0: So was all this stuff true, or is he just saying this... To kind of mentally break them down and think resistance is futile. Sort of now, a thing.
1: the CCTV and the sensors, we, I don't believe were true. They were never really mentioned after that. But this playroom that he talks about is actually what, when I look at it, I see a semi-trailer. Maybe, like, one that would carry dairy products because it has an AC unit on it. Okay. So it is, for lack of a better term, a cooled Semi trailer, okay. in his backyard. Which again, anything—it's not abnormal to have these kind of big things on your property. It all in all cost him about a hundred thousand dollars to create and have everything in it. Wow! So it was a very expensive. Do piece. we know
0: where he got this money? What did, he was a mechanic. He was also so, okay. in the mil- he okay. was
1: also in the army. You're right, right. So he worked for the technically worked for the government because he worked for the and the forest ranger job. He was a forest okay. ranger. So, it goes on. He then goes into detail about his playroom, his toy box. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he's got a poster on the wall in his playroom. Kind of motivational quotes.
0: <laughs> Hang in there, baby. <gasps>
1: for him, not for what? her. They're, they're very much for, for him. He sa- One of them says, if they're worth taking, they're worth keeping. This is probably the most disturbing part about the whole thing. He says which I'm not going into detail on this. What I'm saying is the bare minimum of what I have to say to get the point across. He says, we also have a couple of real close friends that we like to party with every once in a while. They know about our hangups and don't have any problem with fucking a slave. You may be required to service them occasionally.
0: So there's more people in this tiny little town like this? That's not the bad part.
1: They don't get into the heavier stuff. However, when we... When we have a party, sometimes I like to put on a little show that you won't like at all. You'll be taken into the living room, put on the floor on your hands and knees, naked. Your wrists, ankles, knees, and hips will be strapped to a metal frame to hold your body in that position. And then he continues in things that I will not repeat. And he says, right in the middle of the floor so we can set the couch and chairs around to watch. I'm going to rub canine breeders musk on your back, the back of your neck, and on your sex organs. Now I have three dogs. Oh no. And he then goes into detail about him letting his dogs rape his victims. Again, I refuse to repeat.
0: It this is, this is
1: well, and it's so detailed. So detailed. I will let you keep this transcript. I don't want to keep this transcript. (laughs) You need to read through the whole thing.
0: I don't want this in my brain. This is its the most messed up thing. Yeah. Wow. He says,
1: now, if you think all of this stuff is sick and depraved, you haven't seen a thing yet. This is a different world. Our small circle of friends, little things like rape, kidnapping, doggy fucking, stuff like that, are very everyday occurrences. Matter of course... Here, anything can happen, and often does. You're going to be given a set of rules that you can and cannot do. You will learn to comply because each time you violate a rule, you will be punished. We'll use a couple of methods of punishment. A whip is an excellent training aid, and so is electroshock machine. There is not many rules, and they are very easy to remember, but you will make mistakes, every slave does. The second time you violate the same rule, you will be lightly punished. And the third time you violate it, it's going to be a full punishment. After the first day, we won't cut you any slack at all. We will expect total obedience. I am your master and the lady is your mistress. Never initiate conversation. Keep your mouth shut. You will show proper respect. Having to use the word master or mistress may sound pretty funny, petty, or vain to you. But that's alright You will respond to commands without protest Or resistance Do exactly what you're told, nothing else He tells them If during oral sex Or any other time You should bite one of us I'm going to cut a little bit of you I'll cut off your nipple For a starter And if it's a bad bite I'll cut off your tit too That may sound harsh But your teeth are serious weapons And we're not going to tolerate any shit from you I've been bitten, and I've cut off nipples, so don't fuck around.
0: Oh my god. And it gets so much
1: worse if you actually delve into it. I'll post a link with, probably on our Facebook and on our Instagram, to the transcript if any of you want to read it. I don't suggest it, because it is, I mean, what I'm, yeah, what I'm getting out is already really horrific, much less getting into the deep details. Right, you're not reading the
0: the most horrific yes. parts of this.
1: But I will link it if anybody okay. wants to go look at
0: it. <laughs> well, and I, I have to, while you're sitting here reading this, I'm so horrified here. I actually googled it. And when you google Toy Box Killer, the transcript Is one of the first things up. that yes. comes up. Yep. So, which, eesh. there
1: are, if you go on YouTube or something and you, youtube the transcript there are some that say it's the original but you can tell that it's somebody no, just reading okay. it it's you can tell it's not
0: actually the original which how messed up is that Ugh. yeah, yeah i don't whole know. other thing
1: he continues with you cannot talk you cannot speak unless you've been given permission i believe that rule gets more bitches in trouble than anything else because they can't keep their damn mouth shut i enjoy blessed silence If you have to pee, we'll use a bedpan. If you have to shit, you may have to hold it a while. Whatever the case, we need to know, and you definitely need to tell us because if you make a mess, you're going to be punished and you will clean it up. Mm. Now, you are going to be required to be a fast learner. Training is not one of my favorite things to do. I've already given you the basics, so there's not that much to learn, but until you accept the fact that you are a slave, you're gonna have problems with it. We've done this so many times, that we know exactly what we like to do with a slave We don't go out of our way To brutalize a girl If you don't give us any trouble We won't do any more to your body Than necessary to satisfy our sexual needs mm. Which He just threatened to like cut off her tit And he's like but we won't do anything necess- Anything that's not necessary <sighs> As long as you have chains on your body, don't try either one of us. It is an extremely dangerous thing to do because if necessary, I'm capable of doing things to your body and torturing you in ways that you cannot even imagine. The playroom is equipped with full set of surgical instruments, which I have had occasion to use and will again, if necessary. I'm sure that you want to survive this experience and I want you to also But you are expendable and it's no big deal to go out and snatch a replacement. It may sound harsh and cold, but if you give us too much trouble or hold or if you pose any kind of threat to us, I won't have any qualms at at all about slicing your throat. Like I said before, I don't like killing the girls that we bring here, but occasionally things happen. What can I say? I would really hate to have to dump that pretty little body off the canyon somewhere to rot. I'm not trying to scare you. That's just the way it is. Oh, my
0: God. His matter-of-factness and the fact that he, you know, throws out these little kernel tidbits, crumbs of hope with these horrific threats. And I'm sure, like you said, the graphic stuff that's not here is just...
1: Yeah. So he again continues, and he starts talking about his accomplice. Mm-hmm. The lady is fortunate. She can get off at any time. She just likes to be a little sadistic with a slave every once in a while. In my case, I cannot get off with a girl unless I hurt her first. That's basically the reason I'm into rape and slavery, and the reason you're going to be subjected to a certain amount of pain. That is just, uh... Your first day is not going to be too difficult. (laughs) There won't be any serious dungeon games. Your training has already been initiated. So you'll have to be very careful what you say and how you act. But for the most part, there's going to be a little exploring. We will become very familiar with your body. We may tease you a little bit with some of our more humane toys. But nothing serious. It's going to be kind of an adjustment period don't say anything don't struggle or resist no matter what we do because we're going to start enforcing the rules immediately later i'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions since i'm gonna be caring for your body for the next month or two or three there are certain things that i need to know i have prepared a questionnaire that i fill out with each new captive some of the questions are going to be embarrassing but you should answer them truthfully and completely you damn well better i don't want to catch you in a lie the questions will be in reference to your physical condition any medical conditions that you have that i need to know about medications sex habits sexual preferences any childbirth you might have had period dates and so on and so forth while we go through the questionnaire you're going to be strapped down to a gynecological chair This gynecological chair happens to be smack dab in the middle of his toy box with a mirror directly above it so they can watch him torture them.
0: That is a level of... uh, Yeah, no.
1: Your feet will be in the stirrups. Your knees will be pulled wide apart with everything exposed. I like to keep a girl that way while she's answering questions so I can examine and verify... Um, anything she might tell me Which would affect her use As a sex slave If you do have any kind of medical Medical conditions by all means Let me know We'll discuss it and we may make adjustments We won't turn you loose But we may make adjustments He then to close out His almost 10 minute tape, tape He says Be smart and be a survivor Don't ever scream Don't talk without permission. Be very quiet. Be docile and obedient. And by all means, show proper respect. Have a nice day. Wow. Yeah. So this is what every one of his captives had to sit. Well, more than that. Every one of his captives had to sit through. Yeah, it's
0: nuts. And so are, we're gonna. End yeah, we're here. going to
1: take a bit of a break, and we will come back tomorrow for you guys to be able to get the rest I'm of sorry. this because we are we've gotten pretty far into it now. But I figure I'll let everybody have a quick breather, let them catch their thoughts. I think thoughts. we all need that, <laughs> right? but at the
0: same time, it's so horrible. Yeah, to be left with that. So. Yeah. All right. So tomorrow
1: yes we'll post it tomorrow
0: to the toy box killer yes bye